You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. All right. I hate to, I hate to segue and pivot here. Let's talk about the schedule. Let's talk about the schedule because you do three days ago on your YouTube channel. Follow um, at Tom Grassi Comedy on YouTube if you don't already. I don't know why you wouldn't be if you're here listening to this. But you did an an every fan's reaction to the schedule release. So what was your reaction as Tom Grassi when you saw the Packers schedule? The release video or the schedule? Yeah, yeah. Um, the schedule itself, like, I actually really like it. It's a weird schedule. Like, it legitimately is very, very strange. Uh, like, because there's like that weird gap between like week four and like week six where we play like one game in a month. Like, that's yeah. weird. Um, but I love it because it really seems like a runway for Jordan Love to get his feet wet. So, I mean, what else could you ask for? You have teams, I know, listen, strength of the schedule means nothing. But, like, week eight is, like, the first playoff team from last year. Of course, like, the Lions, who should be playoff contenders this year, they're week four. But it just allows a lot of opportunities for Jordan Love to, like, just go out there and, like, develop and, like, get a really good sense of, hey, we're going up against a lot of young quarterbacks, a Bryce Young, right, Desmond Ritter. We're going up against these guys. And like, let's see what the kids got, because at the end of the day, there's just so much unknown. So I love this schedule for that. It's not brutally difficult. And I think as a like young QB coming in for the first time as like the full time starter, it's it's pretty fortunate. I actually really appreciate the early buy as well. I think like they're going to need to do a little like self-scout like post-mortem of the first like couple of weeks and it's like nice that it's early um I think in the past it's different with Rodgers right because you kind of know that they're going to be a playoff contender you want that like later by so the guys can rest their bodies but I actually think that early break will just be like a nice like kind of mental check for the team for this season I thought it was really weird too that like I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit on past episodes where we were trying to predict who the opener would be against. And it really felt like it was going to be the Bears and Lions. Like, that made the most sense. But I was a little surprised that Jordan Love didn't get a home game until week three. I I don't mind the way that this kind of fell. And I think opening at Soldier Field is really cool, especially if he makes magic happen like Matt LaFleur did in his first game with the Packers. Like, that would be really special as a, a first game as the official starter. But... Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that, like, his first home game wasn't this big hoopla, like, division rival. Like, Saints game is fun. Little asterisk. My first game seeing the Saints was when Brett Hundley played them in 2017 in the rain, like, taking over for Rodgers. But, yeah, I'll I'll be at that one. You know, I want to go see his first start, but definitely surprised by that. Yeah, I think, first of all, if 
Jordan Love like does really well week one and we beat the Bears, oh my god, like I am gonna be I have so many receipts. I these Bears fans have been in su- usually it's the off because this is their time. This is their Super Bowl. It's when we get eliminated and it's the offseason. Shout out to the Bear fans. <laughs> but like they are just like, oh, it's time to suck. Like it's it's time. Love is gonna be so bad. I'm like, if he plays well, like I kind of want it. Of course, I want the Packers to do well, but if the Packers go on like a mini run. I just want to see the fear in like the <laughs> NFC North Division rivals' eyes going. No, they don't have it, like not again. Not again. Not again. Right? <laughs> it would be. I was with a Lions fan this past weekend, and he was asking me what he what I thought about Jordan Love. And I'm very honest when people ask. I'm like, look, yeah. he could be really bad, or he could be really good. Like the the scale in which this man can come out and perform is like pretty infinite at this point. I'm confident and I'm optimistic because why would I feel any differently about my team? And he looked at me dead in the face and was like, if you guys get a third great quarterback, I might give up being an NFL fan. It makes sense. (laughs) Go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead, Megan. No, I was just going to say, so like one of my coworkers is a Packers fan and her husband is a Vikings fan. And I saw them at a work thing last weekend. And it's really interesting that even Vikings fans are like, we don't know what the hell is going to happen this season. Like, it's going to be like even Vikings fans, you know, this has been like their opportunity the last couple seasons. It's been like, hey, they can run away with this. They've got all the, the talent on offense. They've got a really good defense. And now Vikings fans are like, oh, man, we might actually be the bottom of the division, which is so surprising. Like, I mean, I think if you pulled 90, at least 70 percent of of the NFC North fans would say like, yeah, the Lions probably take the division this year. And I don't think we've ever like said that insane (laughs) statement to make, like not since I've been alive. Like, are we going like, yeah, like that's a thing that could happen this year. And it's like actual optimism behind it, too. I think what's crazy is. You look at the NFC North, just the quarter, like the four quarterbacks are so weird, right? It's Jared Goff, like out of nowhere, who had a good year last year. Justin Fields, who we think like is kind of good. Then you have Kirk Cousins, of course, good old Kirk. And then you have Jordan Love. <laughs> so it's like this weird hodgepodge of players. And I think for the first time, like there's, and maybe you're, I don't know if you're hearing it as much, but the amount of like NFC North division rivals who are just like, are you ready to suck? Are you going to be so sad if the Packers are bad? Like, all of these things. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is the first time, and I know how pompous this sounds. This is the first time since I've been a fan of the Green Bay Packers, since maybe, what, 09, maybe 08, that I was like, oh, the Packers are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Like, like before the season has even started. Because you had Brett Favre, and then you had Aaron Rodgers, and you start in September, you were like, yeah, we're probably going to go to the playoffs. Like, or we're at least going to be contending that potential Super Bowl, et cetera. This year, I have no expectations of that. So if the Packers turn out to be like a 10-win team out of nowhere, I'm going to be ecstatic. Yeah. Because like that would be awesome. Because I, I just want to see, is Jordan Love the guy? Also, let's see who's good at their job. I've been saying that yeah. for months now. I yeah. want to see accountability. We talk about Matt LaFleur and how he's been snubbed for coach of the year and stuff because he had Rodgers. Well, here's your chance, buddy. Joe Barry, are we finally going to see something out of it? Like, this is your time to go, okay, you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback to hide behind anymore. And I mean that for everybody. Let's see who's good at their job so we can assess and then see how we're going to move forward. Yeah. I think this is the year where a lot of questions get answered. 
We don't know what the answers are going to be. We have the questions. You just listen. We have a lot of questions. But we're going to have answers very quickly, I believe. I don't, or at least in the one, in the one season. And the craziest part of it too, is that, like you said, Tom, they're like, they could be a nine win, eight win team and sneaky into the playoffs because the NFC is still really bad and really wide open. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly aside from the Eagles and the Cowboys and like the Niners, maybe, maybe the Giants, like things are up in the air. And so if Jordan Love is like serviceable, I mean, anything can happen again this season. But I think more than anything, it's less about record and more about how is he performing under pressure? How is he as the starter? How is this team like developing together, right? Are they looking better in week 15 than they are in week yeah. two? Like that's all you really want to see is like the trajectories going upwards. We, and I mean this, I do not mean this like actual literally, we are the bears from last year. And what I mean by that is the bears had one goal last year and it wasn't winning games. Is Justin Fields your guy? That's it. And this year is Jordan Love our guy. And again, Mm -hmm. if the offense struggles, which would make sense because young guy, are we going to be able to adapt like Luke Getze did for Justin Fields? Because he was horrible that like first quarter of the season. Then they adjusted to Justin Fields and then, you know, he was actually better. But now it's like with Jordan Love, it's like not even just the player. Do we have the personnel around him, too? I love what they did in the draft. You know, that day two stuff. Go out and get, I really wanted Darnell Washington, but go out and get, you know, apparently no one else did. So I did. I mean, in terms of teams, because I like I was like, yes, we're going to go get him. We didn't. Regardless, the point that I'm making is that at the end of this, even if we win six games, but we go, you know what? Jordan Love is the guy or like there's something to build upon. Great. It also allows going, hey, so that defense that we have been investing in for forever now it still is not panning out. Can we make some actual changes now? Because if there aren't changes made, because Perry, you mentioned this, like where are the issues? Like who is at fault? My only concern for this season is if we identify those people and nothing gets done about that. That's my overall concern. Yeah, it's a valid one because we've seen that. Feels likely. Takes the Packers a little bit longer than I think a lot of people watching would care for them to to make some changes that feel very obvious to everyone outside the building special teams defense yeah it's like (laughs) there's there's plenty of things that you can you hang it on but i think it's just you are gonna get matt lafleur's team because matt lafleur attempted to build matt lafleur's team in the 2020 draft that's what goody did that's what lafleur did and then they were like crap (laughs) because you have it's crap in a good way but it's like rogers now back-to-back mvp we are on this really weird, like, can't get rid of him. We also can't kind of run our offense because that's why, like, let's be very honest here. That's why Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs because he actually bought into the system. And that's his words, not even mine. Him saying, like, in 2019, it was weird. He didn't really buy in. They brought in a lot of McCarthy stuff back or kept a lot of that stuff. Like, that was him saying that. And then he was like, oh, well, they just drafted my replacement. I'm going to buy into this offense. And look, he had, like, added a whole layer to his game. So I think this year, like, let's see how good Matt LaFleur is. Let's see how good Goody is. Let's see how good Joe Barry is. Like, why not? Like, let's go. What's the worst that can happen? They're bad. Okay. Then let's just make the fixes that we need to. 
if the Packers are such a well-run organization, which I think they are, then let's get to it and get back to winning football. Yeah, and I think the schedule sets up really nice, like you kind of talked about earlier, to get to evaluate Jordan Love in spurts. Like, he's got two away games to start the season, but then he doesn't have away games back-to-back again until week 16 and 17, which is crazy. Like, that never happens that you've got that big a gap of road stretches. They've got the early bye, but then you you buffer in like some of these kind of mini buys, like playing the Lions on Thanksgiving, then having a long week before they play the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. There is that stretch like in the middle of the season where they're at Steelers, then they have the Chargers at home, at Lions, Chiefs, at Giants, that I think is going to be like, I don't want to say the defining point of the season because you don't really know what you're trying to define this season. Sure. But I think those kind of games will tell us a lot about like, where this Packers team is at. Like that's the, like the litmus test point of the yeah. season. Like the wonky non-divisional non-NFC opponents that they've struggled with the like weird back and forth, the yeah. West coast, East coast thing. I think it also says a lot that Packers still have a ton of primetime games. Yeah. And like that did not surprise me one bit because a, they have been, the national media has been spending years talking about Jordan love. Correct. Now everyone finally gets to see what his deal is. And B, the Packers are the Packers. The Packers yeah. have a ginormous international fan base. They draw numbers to eyeballs, to TV screens, right? And that's at the end of the day what the NFL cares about. So they've got both the numbers and the fan base and the narrative built right in. So, yeah. I mean, you look at the Bronco, I mean, like, I hated it because I watched them all, but like the Broncos on primetime, they got them all again because they like, they have a huge fan base. Like they do like every time they're on TV, their ratings are very, very good. So my, actually the thing I'm really excited about too, is that weird, like week four to week six, like month off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That also, I feel like is a perfect adjustment period because you have the first quarter of the season. Okay. How did Jordan love do? We have basically a month that we can now play around with this and how can we adjust to make like the rest of the season better. So I think like that's really cool because I think you're going to see coaches who, again, they see him in practice, of course, but until you throw him in the game, you're not going to have any idea. So after the quarter, first quarter of the season, adjust, make adjustments. So, you know, Jordan Love can be successful and let's see if the kid's good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm feeling more and more optimistic as we're nearing the season. I have zero basis for it, like truly zero basis. But there's something about the way that they're building around him and the energy from this team. And again, you can make the argument like, oh, what else are the guys going to say at the podium, right? But it, it really does feel like there's been a bit of a rallying cry for this locker room. And they're like, look, Sports players are athletes. Sports players are athletes. Nice, Perry. Sports <laughs> players are competitive human beings who do not like to be told that they aren't going to be as good as they know that they are internally, right? Like they're competitive enough within themselves, and I think within this locker room, to go out there with the chip on the shoulder, so to speak. Like everyone loves to be 
yes. slept on the underdog, underdog, right? And that motivation can be, it can be something, I don't know what it's going to be for this team, but I, well, what I do like about it more than anything, they could stink this year. Who cares? It's brought them together and it's brought them behind their new QB one. And like, that's what this guy needs is for his locker room to be behind him. He also like we were, I was talking about, to AJ Dillon about this. Like he has a lot of friends on that team. Yeah. Because like they're young guys. We were like, there was that like whole like Romeo Dobbs like didn't go out and hang out and party with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's like 21 years old. Like he's not gonna go <laughs> hang out with like a 40-year-old dude on the weekends. But like with Jordan Love, he was at Josiah DeGuara's wedding because they're really good friends. Like AJ Dillon and him are like super tight-knit. So I think like there's that aspect, but and I don't know if this is like a hot take. If they wanted to, I really think they could have kept Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is Goody could have gone on like the butt kissing tour and been like Aaron and called him every day or FaceTimed him and been like, we love you. We can't wait for you to come back and just like send letters like he could have done everything. But I think it speaks volumes. We know how things transpired. It is what it is. I really don't care about anymore anymore. But he could have done that. They could have kept the same team and been like, maybe the defense will be good this year because that's what Goody said at his end of the year presser last year. He thought that the offense would struggle early on because you had all those new wide receivers and all that great stuff. But the defense was supposed to be not just good, elite. Like they were supposed to be top 10, potentially top five. That did not happen. Maybe this year it does. This team is full of a ton of talent. They have two great running backs. I'm so happy Aaron Jones is still on the team. They have David Bakhtiari still in a great offensive line. You know, the depth you worry a little bit, but it's still there. And they have a lot of young, good wide receivers with high ceilings. So why can't this team be good? So I think like there is room for optimism there because you're looking at it on paper and going, well, yeah, they should be good. And so we're either going to find out, oh, they are or, okay, why aren't they? And I think the best part of this too is like you touched on it, this defense, there's high expectations. There's no excuses, right? Like you've invested so much into this defense that with or without Aaron Rodgers, like you've got a young quarterback, you need to put him in positions to be successful and you're not expecting him to go win games by 10, 15 points every time. Like you're not putting up 40 burgers. Like this is the 2020 Packers team. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, and I think, you know, maybe the best part about all this is the the friendly deal that Jordan Love took instead of the fifth year option. Like you've got two years to really find out one who he is, and two, there's a lot of expectations for two rookie tight ends, a lot of young wide receivers. Like, not only are you giving them this year with Jordan Love, but you're giving Jordan Love an entire second offseason program and an entire second season to like acclimate with his offense. And he's talked about that. You know, he said yeah. like these are guys that don't have other perceptions from other quarterbacks about how they like things done. Like this is brand new and I get to be the guy to kind of help shape how I want practices to go. So I think we're all just optimistic people personally, but I think there are actually reasons to be optimistic about this team. It's it's youth. Like there's like, it's a different vibe and it's gonna be different energy. Like I legitimately all aboard the Josiah DeGuara like bandwagon this year because every time Jordan Love is taking that field he gets targeted every single time might just because they're really good friends but like we saw that with Aaron Rodgers right it was with I was just gonna say this is a a business of relationships it's a hundred (laughs) yeah so like Jordan Love might have his guys so like that's super duper exciting especially if one of those guys is Christian Watson 
who literally can just like take a slant and just take it to the house like he did in the Eagles game. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of room for optimism. And I think it's just because there's so much of an unknown. And I think Andy said this on, on Twitter, right? It's like, you've been reading the same book for a really, really long time. And it's just like, it's cool to just read something different while not taking away for being grateful. And that's not like a slap in the face to Rogers. There's nuance there, but it's just going to be like for the third time in my life as a Packers fan, I am going to have a different starting quarterback in September than Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. So that's pretty cool. Like, let's go see what we got. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited. If you're a Packers fan, obviously this season is really exciting. You should also, if you're a Packers fan, or honestly, I mean, you say it, right, Tom? It's for Packers fans. You don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does sure help. Does Something like that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'd <laughs> I don't sure have it up. memorized yeah, yeah, yet, yeah, but I really I tried. Yeah. All right, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know why you'd be following Pex, which she said honestly. If you don't know of Tom Grassi, you probably, you know, you have to know Tom Grassi. I think if you're a Packers fan, it's like written into the uh, the lore of Packer fandom. But <laughs> please lore. follow Tom Grassi on Twitter. If you don't follow Tom Grassi comedy on YouTube, follow the Packcast. Tom. Plug your stuff, please, and plug St. Jude one more time for us. Yes, just type Tom Grassi in if you want to hear this Muppet voice more. So, yeah, just type that in. You'll find me. June, it's the biggest project I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I hope I don't get COVID or die. But even if I do, it's going to be great content. So, (laughs) St. Jude, we're going to raise all the money for you. Links will be available beginning of June. So, yeah. you set the goal at a hundred thousand. We're gonna yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna try and get you like five hundred thousand. Let's let's do a mill. Let's do a mill for St. Jude in the month of June. There's a small part of me that's like maybe like like where I know <laughs> it like deep in my, if I could raise sixty two thousand dollars in eight hours last year, like nine technically, I know we can hit a hundred k in like the first few days. If this gets picked up and goes as far as I want it to go, like yeah, let's like let's raise all the money for them. So let's shoot for the moon. We're shooting let's for the moon. Still land amongst the stars. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We cannot wait for this. We will be following your content closely, promoting all of the links that you send out. Um, please, if you're listening to this, feel free to donate what you can. Find Tom at a meet and greet in your area. You don't have to be a Packer fan. It sure does help, though. Um, thank you for listening to the Packs What She Said podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. I did that as fast as I could for Tom Grousey, the New Yorker, who was on hey. our show. So thank hey. you. Don't be a phony. Follow Maggie Loney. Yeah, there we go. The perfect way to wrap. Thank you, as always, for listening. And go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. We did it. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.